everybody, this is Juliette Lamar with Mod Rats Podcast, where we talk about anything we want. Co-host here is... Thomas. And... Hi, guys! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jello. I am the producer and uh, one of the one hosts. Millennial alert. Millennial alert. I'm also millennial. Words. I'm going to have to stand on her side. Um, yes, absolutely. So this is our little team, so welcome to the show. And today we're talking about so many things, but we thought we might start off with... Uh, getting to know you. Talk about ourselves. Getting to know all about you. I am not a singer. Age. Um, What's your age? Age. What's my age? I am 31, which is 13 backwards, which is my favorite number, so I feel like this is a good age. Your sign. Oh, my sign. I am a Gemini. It's such an L.A. question. What's your sign? Literally, uh, David, who you'll hear about later, he asked me what my sign was, and I said... Well, I just read this really interesting book. Stop. I read this book about um, how to hook up with women. Oh, oh yeah. Have you heard of it? Oh, uh, there's so many good ones. Which book are we talking about? There's so many good books out there, about, and they all work, so if you really you can't go wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm putting out my play. I'm putting out <laughs> my play. So, 31, Gemini. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We already learned something very important about Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that he's an avid reader. MeToo.com. Um, MeToo.com. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Chella, how old are you and what is your sign? Uh, I'm a Cancer. I'm a oh, Cancer. I'm Cancer Rising. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm like on the cusp of Gemini Cancer. I also don't know what that means. Same person. Uh, 26. Woohoo! Oh, wait, and we're both from Arizona. So yeah. We're the same literally person. the same, same person. Wow. Alright. Tomas? I'm old as fuck. <laughs> and you're surrounded. Uh, I'm surrounded. I'm 48. I also am a Cancer. Oh, that's why there's so much love in this room oh, I love and caring. Them. Sure. July, <laughs> July, baby. Oh, July. Represent. Um, and I was conceived in the sun uh, in '69. Oh, hey. No. So I'm not sure if I'm a Woodstock baby or not, but I'm gonna go with yes. We'll, we'll hope for that. I'm gonna go with absolutely. I was adopted, but if you count backwards, it was kind of around Woodstock time. Absolutely. So, I don't have a conception story. That's kind of cool. I don't either. I just made up my own. When you're adopted, you just make shit up. Like, I'm also an alien. I mean, I was a mistake. That's all I know. Whoa. <laughs> we're, we're I'm for a surprise. <laughs> Shells is diving in quick. I'm an only child, and I'm perfect. Yes, you are. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding, but it's fine. Um, yeah, so I thought we could start off, because this podcast is all about being really real and authentic, and we're not out to prove anything, we're just out to learn a bunch of stuff, and about talking and starting conversations. But I have a lot of feelings That's fine, stuff. too. I, I like really to talk about feelings. feel a lot of stuff. That's good, because you're a boy, and, and you need to be in touch with I that. have my why I'm here, you know? <laughs> really important for me. I was trying to make a gene joke about the X and the Y that is not coming to me. Way Perhaps later. over my head. <laughs> So, all right, so we're about being real, about being uh, authentic, so let's just dive in and we can have one question that we can all answer that maybe we'll get to you guys to know us better, or not, maybe very tuned off. If so, <gasps> if so Deuces. goodbye. <laughs> all right. You. This is Fuck not the down. airport, you don't need to announce your departure. <laughs> that was Whoa. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Whoa. It's my favorite thing to say when people are like, hey, you know what? I used to be an ally, but now that you say this about feminism, you know, you've taken it too far. Now I'm not an ally. I'm like, all right, well, you don't have to announce it. Not an airport. <laughs> my favorite thing. Or you could just announce it for them. Be like, Adam Smith is now leaving the building. Thank you for joining us. Genius. I'm going to do that. <laughs> you guys are a generation that you don't need to give instructions, you know? 
No, but I, we do without being asked a lot. Yeah, but men over 40, we need instructions. You need instructions? Yeah. There's not enough paper and pens in the world. <laughs> we also need instructions from women. We do. So it's like, how much, how much homework do we have? Thanks, men. There's a thing called the internet. Google it. He's, he's over there. He doesn't know what it is. <laughs> That's worth a Google. <laughs> That's worth a Google. Well, I definitely am behind this podcast and super excited mm -hmm. because uh, I need a lot of help with That's what love, we're here for. with relationships, with figuring stuff out, with so many topics that are going on right now that are relevant mm -hmm. and I think have been relevant for a long time but are finally topics that are being discussed and I'm excited about that. And I'm also super passionate because I'm around people that are passionate and I'm confident and just excited to like you said, the authenticity. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it. I want to sell it. I just want to feel it. And just, like, I'm upset about a lot of stuff. I have a lot of anger in me, believe it or not. In, in a healthy way. I have, why, I'm entitled to my anger, and I'm going to spend it. Yikes. It's given to me for free, and I'm going to hand it out for free. I think everyone's entitled to rage. Everyone's entitled to rage. Everyone's entitled to happiness. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to be the baby Buddha. Be like, everything's a gray area. <laughs> I like that. I'm uh, here for it. I like it. I like it. Um, Chell's being a cancer is just going to sidewind. I'm going to what? Just <laughs> sidewind. Being a, yeah, just being in the peripheral. I don't know. I don't know how to sidewind. I don't think I've ever been described as being in the peripheral. I'm like a pretty obnoxious human. Wow. So. Self-proclaimed. In a good way. I'm you know, you got to be obnoxious to be an activist. So. Got to make people be heard. The thing. Wow. I like it. I do too. That's me. We're learning so much about each other. Yeah, I think that I'm, uh, I'm like an undercover activist. I want to go and change one person's mind at a time. Mm -hmm. Like when I see, like I love seeing things, like such as the Women's March, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, like just fuck them. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, uh, like I'll go. But I'm like, you know, I want to actually go and talk to like a person who is going to make a change. Like, I want to go and, and just protest a small group of people in front of, like, a senator's house. Or I want to mm. try and talk to a smaller group of people and enrage them in, in a good, good empowering enragement than taking to the streets with signs and stuff. Not because I don't think it's useful. It's just that's my way of activism. And I think a lot of times that that can get overlooked when they're like, well, you didn't even go to this, you know, I'm just using a right. large example. But they're like, you, do, you only went to one on accident. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I did a lot of other things for feminism that I think were helpful in a way. So you really have to just express yourself in a, in a certain way. But I love that you have such courage in what you do. And a lot of people like who are you know, just tuning in don't realize that. But you do a lot of things that require courage because people are going to bite back and they're going to be angry. And I don't have that kind of courage. I have that kind of courage one-on-one. -on -one, what I does she do? She, what does she do? She has everything. She's what so angry. don't I do? She's a well, feminist. She's obviously just raging hormonal I'm bitch. A, I'm a woman. <laughs> She's a warrior woman. I'm angry. She's a warrior woman. <laughs> Um, no, Shell is very knowledgeable about news and facts and things, All things. and and she's very uh, opinionated about them. Yeah, oh. you know, it's when oh. it comes to people who don't have voices and aren't necessarily being heard mm -hmm. ever, yeah. <laughs> and they're screaming about their oppression. I recognize the privilege that I have, and the education that I have, and the mm -hmm. voice that I have, and so and also I'm an empath. I'm sure you're this way too. I feel everyone's pain. It's awful, like for them, and so when there are migrant kids at the border being tear gassed and when there are black men being gunned down in the street, when there are women who can't get abortions, who don't have no choice over their body, mm -hmm. I feel that as if it's happening to me. So yeah, being, yeah I have being to shout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, and this started because before we started our pod today, we were like, 
a lot of ideas were flying, you know, flying around about how we should present ourselves, and you kind of said, what are you afraid of? Yeah, you know? yeah, so, so, you know, getting to the core of somebody, it's always my I'm first afraid point. of it. I'm afraid of, I'm a, I live in fear. I'm, I'm scared. A lot. I have a lot yeah. of fear in my life. Fear is motivating. So, it, but, it is. but now I actually feel like it makes sense, right? There's a lot of stuff to be angry about. Mm -hmm. So it's about getting off of my own my own shit and like you, beautifully. I love what you said about just there's a way to just shotgun and you know and and just be involved in stuff and then actually focusing your engagement and having impact. Mm -hmm. Right, and even if it's just one person at a time, but no, I just feel like a lot of anger, you know, I'm really stirred up, and it's like enough is enough, and, and, and I feel like this is a, I'm praying this is a good platform to find other people that are also equally disturbed and just find a lot of things that are happening disturbing and have, want to have a voice. So what are some of the things that you're disturbed about and angry about? Well, we were talking earlier, like... I'm a big fan of comedy and podcasts. So I follow a lot of podcasts and just a lot of people that, you know, I'm enamored with, you know, man crush, whatever, just with their <laughs> talent. I mean, they're funny, but how they marginalize a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, they minimize, you know, and, you know, I don't want to put people on blast, but just one person had a Netflix special, came out, and I was enjoying it. And then he just goes into this whole diatribe about, you know, he's 55, and he grew up with the word faggot, and he's retaining the right to use the word faggot. You can't change the rules on me, kind of an attitude. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that just throws me under the bus, because I don't want to be, I want to change. Mm -hmm. But but people like to do blanket statements as well, so when he says that... But he was getting paid for it. Well, that's what I'm saying, when he says it from his platform, and that's the case with anybody, is that now you're going to be roped into that if you look and sound and act like him. Even if you don't act like him, but if you just look and sound like him, people are like, well, you know, he probably is the same way, and that's yeah, unfair. I, just, that's unfair. I see it as, like this movement of snuffing the light out and dampening the abuse mm -hmm. and minimizing it. And he's not the only one. It's a whole, again, not putting people on blast, but there's this whole core group of comedians right now that are using this comedian pass and going, well, I didn't mean it, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the periphery of culture, and I'm, I'm going to state things and say things that we're all thinking, and I'm going to make it funny. Right. And I'm getting fucking paid for it. Something and I'm gonna, I'm gonna own the word faggot because I I got shoved in a locker and called a faggot. I mean, I probably was called a faggot like two weeks ago. You know, spandex and shaved legs. My point is, <laughs> I don't want to retain the right to use the word faggot. It's an inappropriate word, and I think I'm healthy enough and intelligent enough. Give me a learning curve and a migration period, but I we should be striving towards eliminating these words. Obviously, yeah. And they're celebrating it. That's my point. They're doubling yeah. down. Using the comedic pass and saying this a is a lot of cool comedians do that. A lot of comedians say, "Oh well, you know, I, I'm making a joke. Why are you taking it so seriously?" And like, yeah, that's that's kind of what abusive right. people do. They gaslight. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is just a joke. It's just a joke. I'm a comedian. Right. So I do. There's a, it's a joke but there's a not. huge <laughs> difference between a racist joke and a joke that makes fun and pokes at racism. There's such a huge difference, and I don't understand why professional comedians. Don't get that, and I do. You know, mm, like they don't research what they're doing. I don't know. You know, it's it's yeah, it's 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 like a. They I know don't, they don't want to learn. I know. Not, they're not here to learn. I know. For me, it's I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I'm scared to change. Yeah. Well, you're you're changing, and I'm trying. you you, I'm trying. you have a podcast about you changing, so you can't be that scared. Because here you are in front of all these lights, like 
teach me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say stupid shit so that yeah. other people yeah, I'm warning don't you. have to. I'm warning you all. And that's one thing that I absolutely love. I'm like going around saying things I love about people. <laughs> You're such a hippie. Uh, I am a lover. You're the lover. Baby Buddha, I'm a lover <laughs> until I'm not, and then I will end you. Um, <laughs> so one of the best things Whoa. about Thomas is that he is so open to learning. And you do your research. You research things to exhaustion, and that's such a good trait to have because you follow things through, you see things through, and you want to know all the different perspectives. And you're willing to be like, I did all this research and I still don't quite know, right. and I want to hear your opinion, and you right. allow people in. And a I lot try. of people don't allow people in. I try. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely a good time to be appropriately angry and focused on Appropriate. I'm appropriately angry. <laughs> well, I have to learn boundaries. I mean, I'm honestly, you know, starting my life all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anything catastrophic happen to me. I, I'm, I'm not a perp or anything like that. You're but not. I perpetuate a lot of things that need to be addressed, and I need to migrate my behavior and attitude for sure. But I'm not a perp. I'm not. What like, led to that? What led to this discovery? Uh, a lot of success, uh, seeking validation for the wrong reasons, mm. and, and leaving me empty. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on. Uh, Did you have like an epiphany moment though? A lot, and I never fucking woke up to it. And I don't. Some people just don't have that aha moment where they get their kundalini yeah, snapped and their chakras in alignment. <gasps> their chakras. I'm like, I'm like slowly figuring out as like everything meaningful in my life is dis- distancing itself from me. I'm like, I obviously am the problem. <laughs> I'm the old guy at the club, you know, like. Well, you're taking, you're accepting responsibility, which I think is I a huge to. problem with most people is they cannot accept it. I don't know if it's all men. Like I know a bunch There's of girls. There's definitely more men than women that have this problem, but it's I'm sure it's a people too problem. Tango. I think it's a people too, problem. Too yeah, I, I don't know. I I met a lot of people. I I mostly get along more with men, I guess. But yeah, I I've also been blessed to not meet that many assholes. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like in general people need to take responsibility, and it bothers me like to my core when people are like, "Well, it didn't happen because of X, Y, and Z," or mm-hmm. "I say it because of X, Y, and Z," and I'm like. You're saying because it's you, and you're deciding to say it, and it's your, this is you. Like, yeah. you are you. Take responsibility for what you know and what you do and how you say and how you act, and it's you who is doing the thing. I love it. And it, the, the best part for me that I'm excited about is people are going to be scared to hang out with us because you're going to use this shit in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we like, don't name names. <laughs> it's true. Yes. I used to work in radio, and anytime I hear a good story, a story I'd be like, okay, well... I'm going to secretly write it. Is that later? Yep. They have to like change the names. You're like, hey, her name uh, was uh, Sam E. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Her name was B. Beyonce. <laughs> Anse. Just Anse. And then so, yeah, so that, and then obviously the news, the whole yeah. Mississippi, missed it, Mississippi. What's going on with that? Fill us in. Lord, all right. So you, the you, how much have you guys been paying attention to the special election runoff? Lightly, lightly following it, and then obviously you said we were going to talk about it, and then I dove in. Yeah, I don't even. Ugly. You don't even know when to start. (laughs) I I don't know where to start. I know the uh, racist Republican woman won, but also because she's a woman. I was going to say it's in Mississippi, though. She's a racist white woman. It's, it's Mississippi, and exactly. I, 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 Mississippi I, I, hasn't changed. I, it, it, yeah, it's not like they speak for everyone. Mississippi's great. It's a great word. It's a great place. But like, mm-hmm. you did elect somebody who's not that wonderful. What are you doing with yourself? Yeah, I mean, they the 
think Trump won uh, by like 15 points. And so for Cindy, this racist white woman who said that she would be front row at a public hanging, and you didn't what? know that? Oh my gosh. And it's because, oh, uh, I grew up yeah. watching cowboy <laughs> movies. Uh, you know, I grew up watching westerns. <laughs> so then my response to that immediately in my head, I was like, Oh, wait. that was her, her apology? Yeah. That was her that apology? That was her public statement. She's blaming us on entertainment? Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, her apology Clint was Eastwood no apology. Clint me to it. Her apology was no oh apology. Oh my god. Uh, because but that's she doesn't take responsibility for what she's doing. That's not even the worst thing she did. Like, she was posing in Confederate Army soldier um, uniforms yeah. and, and, like, just a very, very obviously racist human being. Um, and I was looking at the, the exit poll numbers and who voted for who, and I took screenshots because of course I did. Of course you did. We can put those up on the screen. As much as I want white people to, uh, like, take ownership of the people that they keep electing, <laughs> I have to always go back and uh, uh, be like, yeah, black women are saving the world. Mm -hmm. um, white people need to step the fuck up. <laughs> so there was Espy and Hyde-Smith. Espy was the Democrat, Hyde-Smith is the racist right. white woman who won. Uh, white men voted for Hyde-Smith, 63% of them. Mm. White women, 58% of them. Uh, black men voted for SB, 89%. Somehow there are... Who are these 11 people? I know, 11% of black men. They don't watch the news, that's why. They're just like, this one. Republican, yeah. yeah. And then 93% um, of black women voted for SB. 93%. Well, on the positive side, it was a huge coalition of a grassroots organization yeah. for him. I mean, he, they did much better than they thought they would. Yeah, I mean... Because it kind of was like, oh, a, re a, re a resigning Republican. Let's right, just right. It off. And she won by seven points uh, in, a, in a place where Trump won by 15, so right. I guess we have to look no, at the progress. wave that way. The small, there the is, small well, there yeah. is progress. Well, half, half of his, his lead, but... Wow. I think we really do. A lot of people like to say, you know, well, this isn't this isn't America. Like this is not who we are. But, it is. but I just want to throw the history books at them. And be yeah. Like, no, this is and people hard. get real. It regional. sucks. It was only like two hundred fifty years ago. It's not like it was thousands of years. I ago. mean, black people. You know, it just just happened, guys. Yeah. The civil rights movement that was fifty years ago. Yeah, like this women still happen. Happen. Until even after yeah. that. Within so, living memory. With yeah. Living memory. There are people alive. Yeah, there are people that are still, exactly still alive yeah. that couldn't vote. Yeah. And still, we have stuff that happened, um, where was it, where, oh man, P.S., I have a cold, so like my brain is working slow. <laughs> this is her at half speed. Slow. <laughs> um, I, I literally texted for her, the, um, the dude who was in charge of the, um, like he was like, oh, it wasn't Mississippi, was it Mississippi? Alabama. Stacey Abrams. Um. Stacey Abrams. She's running for, I forget, because I have a cold. But I understand that slavery was 250 years ago, and I understand the civil rights movement was 50 years ago, but we're still throwing black guys in jail for selling weed while white men are making millions of dollars Big off time. of it. We're still, have, we still voter repression, yep. suppression, with what happened in Alabama. Yeah. It was just so blatantly obvious. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the, the machines that went down in largely black neighborhoods. <laughs> like, yep. this yeah. shit is still happening. So I guess it's, it's kind of not fair for us. It's, it's like intellectually dishonest for us to be like and surprised see, about Mississippi. Yeah. But it still sucks, and you know? Yeah. 
And we're all noticing it in politics, right? But in business, you can't open up like a cannabis shop, all the medicine shops, medicinal cannabis here in LA. Have you tried? I'm sure I could, but my point is you need enough money, you need enough connections, and it, it basically could buy your way in. Mm -hmm. Guess who, you know, has no signature or footprint in medicinal yeah. cannabis? African Americans. Really? Minorities. No, because they all have some kind of priors, right? They make these hoops to get yeah. your cards, rec cards, or your uh, licensing of licensing for, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't see why I read too much How do you know that? I just know, because there used to be a place on Avakenny that was, you know, a pharmacy and it was doing astronomical business, but yeah, anytime, oh, minority involved, bing, you know. Oh, well, yeah, that's so surprising. It's kind of like a, a bigger version is milk. Milk, the dairy industry, is getting, like they're suing macadamia, we're calling it macadamia milk. Oh, yeah, that, milk. yeah, yeah this crap. Right? Like, <laughs> but it, it's the same thing. Like, oh, I don't want to have another dispensary. Yeah. Uh, and then so it's, and who's creating all this legislation? Back to your point. Mm -hmm. White. Old. Right. Rich. And, and so, and that's a barely, barely tolerable thing with white money and white people behind it. Mm -hmm. But it's whitewashed. Like, yeah. you can't be, you know, a minority or a disabled African-American with a prior for smoking a joint 10 years ago and open up a dispensary. It is so crazy how the whole medical... How the whole and they were pulled over for being black. Yeah. Right? That's back to the whole, the prisons are filled and the business, don't get me started with the business of private jails. Oh, yeah. They're in yeah. Oh my God, speaking of private jails. Prison. So, yeah. California yeah. was just on fire. You guys know this. this oh, was, was it? Last time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. You would. You would. Um, but they had, I'm sure you guys heard this, um, they have uh, people who are in jail going out to fight these fires. What? For, yeah. So, <laughs> they, they have to be like non-violent offenders and they have to... You know, have fire experience? No, that's the thing. What? Like they give a bucket of water. They get paid like a, oh I think it's like a dollar an hour or like thirty cents an hour or something. And every day that they work out there, they get like a day or two days off of their sentence. Hmm. But it's actual modern day slavery. Wow. Not even modern day slavery. I'm just like, no wonder our shit's burning down if we're having people out there with like have no experience fighting yeah. fires. And I think the there's worst. so many things wrong with that. So, I can't believe this is true. And the worst, the thing that's like the worst part for me is once they get out of jail, they're not even allowed to be firefighters. Like they have all this experience, but they're literally not allowed to actually. Our, jail, our jail system is like, like you look at prisons. In it's like, a little money. You look at prisons in France, right? Okay, so prisons in France, some somebody has like say a ten year sentence or something. They get out during the day to work. At a job hmm. and they get to keep the money they can't use it while they're in, incarcerated but they can take it they put it in a savings account so when they get out they have travel to go they have money they can afford, they to, can not afford to not be homeless they also give them they're out during the day so they get to be in society they get to be all this way but they're still serving their time like it sucks but right. they're not being isolated confined uh financially buckled down so when they get out they have no other choice but to go back to the streets like other countries have better ways of doing the jail system and I'm just like 
you're creating see, how, such bad how, things. Would, how would I like that? Let's say I was into highway construction, mm -hmm. and I had to compete with Miss Warden over here, who has this slave labor who decides to want to go into the, I mean, right? Shawshank Redemption, yeah. the little bribes and the and the apple pies. Like, you well, don't want right. that labor building the roads for free. Mm -hmm. So it's all about capitalism, free market space, and you have slavery labor, and I want to build roads with union guys that are earning a decent living wage. Mm -hmm. I can't compete with you. Yeah, so well, that's why they're paying their prisoners But now, right, but I love the, the French model, and, and more, more importantly, that not it's not just money, but it's the whole stigmatization. Mm -hmm. And there's no rehab. There's, there's no, no reintegration. Rehab. Money definitely helps, right? If I'm working my ass off and I have a skill where I'm, I'm, I'm setting myself apart and wanting to really... You're changing your life. Yeah, there's You're a pathway changing. like, hey, this is what you could do to reintegrate into society. I'm, I mean, there's enough stigmatism already. You know? When you think about it, what's the end goal? Like, if so, say you're going to a prison like like the one I'm mentioning in France. Like, you're paying, you're you're being re redone as a human, right? Mm -hmm. You did something bad, now they're giving you a fresh start. You have to serve your time. In our system, it's like you're just being punished. And what's the end goal? Rehab cannot be the no, end goal. The, the, the end goal is there is no exit strategy. Just like there's no exit strategy from Iran, Syria, Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> all the tangents well, now. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is how we roll, people. But Bear that's all with about us. Money, all the and time. I want to frame. I want to take a step back and just remind our audience. We fucking love America. Yes, we do. All right. I am I'm red, not leaving. I am red. <laughs> I am red-blooded American. For better or for worse, it's my country, my country. I think that's right? a good thing to remind me. It should always be in the right, but my country, right or wrong. And I'm not bailing. I didn't leave when Trump got elected. You know, I wanted to. But <laughs> I just. But I don't think that you. I don't think that you fix something by running away from no, it. No, fuck no. I'm here, and I'm and I'm an angry American, and I'm you know whatever influence which I have none, but I I definitely think it's time to change, and we have we have to keep this going. We have yeah. to keep the voices. Ramped up, I think the back to Mississippi, it's you know disappointing, but it's it's again soak the fire, stoke the fire. They already control the Senate anyway. Mm -hmm. Not that we shouldn't vote and be out there proselytizing and sharing our views, but you know it's interesting in the House, and that's when we were researching this. I noticed some very interesting stuff about Saudi Arabia and just the big money and what's going on, and, and now Trump yeah, threatening. I'm going to declassify stuff. Unprecedented behavior as for a president. And it's just so fascinating because it helps ties in to this he's a maverick, he's a rogue, he's beyond. You he's know, a he's, wannabe dictator. He's actually principled. He, you know, there is fake news and he's going to let us all know. He's going to declassify stuff. And it's just turning our attention away from, mm. you know, what we can do about it is keeping us yeah. disenfranchised, just back to that comedian, keeping us not, you know, that things are safe and things are just staying the same. Yeah. But look, the guy, um, Solomon. MBS, I forget his name now, uh, Saudi prince. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suppressed how many people in Yemen? It's business as usual, people. Oh, man, you know? Yemen is so screwed right now. But this stuff is, Yemen a hug. this is just all going on. And we're all distracted with, no offense, you know, a female senator in Mississippi. I mean, that was an important thing that happened. We had we can pay attention to both things. Someone yes. who's racist and going to put black lives in we, danger and someone who's putting them in all lives. hundred percent. I guess my frustration is we can pay attention to both things, but we can't pay attention to all things. And that's even what Trump says in his when he gets asked in the press. He's like, 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait because if I release the declassified damning, you know, documents that'll destroy. Oh, if you want to play tough, well, I'm gonna play tough. I'm gonna play tough. You know, whatever. His whole. But he even says in this fucking thing, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because if I say it now, it'll be old news next week. So that's how bright the machinery is with this guy. It's all calculated, he, yeah. It's, it's, we're not gonna, no one's gonna be concerned about this election in Mississippi. Women won't have abortions there. I mean, it's scary stuff, like. So where do we go from here? We've, we, we've, we, the American public, have elected a racist person Racist, sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic, nationalist. Really stand-up citizen of the U.S. We've elected some really star talent. Where do we go, where do we go from here? Like, how do, how do we, as people who, who do not obviously agree with this, how do we, how do, how do we you know, this is, this is the reality now. How do we move forward? Uh, <laughs> how do we protect our black people? You know, that's like, a question that a lot of people... Um, Really intelligent minds. Did you just burp? Totally. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I need to learn my control. Uh, that's a question that a lot of intelligent, uh, caring individuals have, you know, wake up and think about every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as individuals, as if you're not involved in an organization, get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like we were just talking about in Mississippi, uh, she won by half as many points as... You know, her lead was half as big as Trump's. So we so are making progress. Yeah, you know, I think we have to contri- like kind of try to remind ourselves that the world isn't ending. That as 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 bad as it seems right now, like things have always been worse, right. and we keep taking baby steps forward. So to not let yourself say, well, nothing that I do matters. If I vote, right. it doesn't matter. Nothing right. matters. The whole system is fucked. Yeah, yeah so that's something we should definitely not do. Right. We have to keep <laughs> never give up. We're on the right track. Baby steps suck, but that's where we're at. Yeah, it's painful increments. Mm -hmm. And I think paying attention, no matter how hard it is, is really important, too. Like, uh, especially when we have, like, allies, when the Kavanaugh thing was happening, that was something I just could not watch. It was triggering. It was, (sighs) a lot of women felt this way. It was bringing up old repressed memories. Like, it was just, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I have got my hands in everything. I'm paying attention to as much as I can possibly mentally handle. But the Kavanaugh thing, I had to turn off. I could not watch it. And uh-huh. so I think people who aren't affected by that stuff have to step Wait, up. So I'm, uh, I'm going to use my age card. Uh-huh. Like, how, what, 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 what could have happened better? Or like, what was triggering about it? Uh, I don't know, but one more thing I want to add to your, yeah. to your thing about, <laughs> about people need to step up, because I want to get back to this. I know it's going to go a long time. Is I I honestly feel like people in Mississippi who don't agree with maybe the things that are going to be implemented quite soon or how people are being treated, mm-hmm. is that you need to step up in a sense of not where you're dangerous, but if you see some you say a black person being harassed in Mississippi, film it. You need to film it. You need to like you need to say something no. to somebody, and not to the point where they're going to come beat you up either, because obviously I don't want people getting hurt. But right. But say something because if someone is being called out, they're going to feel bad about it, and if they have a shred of empathy or just humanity, and they might not be educated. You cannot demonize these people because what people? The people who are racist, like people who are who are being mean to other people in general. Oh, of course I can demonize you racists. Can, I'll they, demonize racists all day long. But I feel like you can demonize them, but if you just put them in a box and say, you're bad, go sit in a corner, right. they're never going to stop. They're just right. going to get angrier and angrier, and they're going to become more and more racist and do more and more violent things. Right. But if you see something happening, you call them out and you say, hey, man, 
you're completely in the wrong, this is incorrect, this is inhumane, this is da 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 and you just educate them, more often than not, they'll stop what they're doing, and hopefully not do it in the future. Yeah, I think that's very... A lot of them won't. A lot of them are still going to be complete other trash nonsense, but there well, is a possibility if you just absolutely. step up in that way. And I'm, and I'm going to back, I'm gonna, and it's not, we're teaming up against Charles, taking advantage of her weakened immune system. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, sure. there's. There, you don't want to galvanize. You want to. You want to yeah. stay inclusive. You want to always be elevating and 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 and, and Some people you can't. But. <laughs> but but again, let them get louder. You know, let the let. I, I the more I see people, which I want. I want the tiki torches. Keep them. Keep them. Yeah. Let them march, man. Yeah. Let them have their platform. The more they talk, the better. We can call it out. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, you want to know what they're doing. If they stop talking, that's fucking yes. scary because then you don't yes. know what they're yeah. doing. You right. don't know where they're going right. with it. Keep talking so we know exactly what's happening. We can try as much as we fucking can yes. to yes. figure out what to do next. And hopefully over the course of, you know, the next whatever, you guys will see that I'm going to change. Because it's scary change. to fucking change. If your whole life and you your model was a wee high whatever whatever the heck it is, <laughs> you know. That was my model. I'm just saying, right? If if, yeah. you're, if it's multi generational, mm -hmm. you know, it comes from somewhere. So there has to, in my opinion, there has to be an, always an opportunity for reform and a pathway to to for retribution. Well, what I want to say, what I want to say is, if you see. We were talking about Mississippi. If you see someone being racist to someone else, like step in and be like, hey, this isn't cool. Mm -hmm. um, I completely agree with you on the aspect of stepping in. It, no matter what you say, no matter how cool you say it, racists are going to racist. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think stepping in is going to change them for a second. Uh, I think the importance of stepping in and being an ally is to make sure that those black people make it. You're, prote home you're protecting safe. them. Absolutely. Right. That's the first so, and foremost. Uh, but there is a tipping point. I mean, the, see, the tipping point is you actually care to learn. You know that you need to learn and you want to, and those are the only people I think that we're ever going to be able to change. So protect people while we can, use our privilege how we can, mm -hmm. without also endangering ourselves. And then people who want to learn, fuck yeah. Like, I don't. I still don't know well, maybe where you got that, Like, how do we get that and put that in everyone? But, yeah, I, I feel like if certain things are, I mean... There's charisma, there's character, there's people are dull, people get flatlined in their life, or they have, you know, these authority figures, or they have, or they're, they're traumatized. And when you start removing those pieces, there's an opportunity for them to find a new authority. And it doesn't have to be authority. It could just be, wow, this person that was this anchor in my life in some kind of fucked up dysfunctional way that was enabling this worldview of mine, mm -hmm. and I couldn't be myself around, mm -hmm. is no longer covering up the opportunity for me to find myself. I don't want to disenfranchise my, myself from those people. You know, there's, I, I, I'm generalizing, but maybe it's just, you know, I'm a little long in the tooth, but there's certain people when their parents die, they change. They no longer are, you know, getting their ass kicked by this, you know, matriarch or patriarchal figure or... I mean, I, my mom passed, and she's still kicking my ass from the grave about certain things. So now I'm like, is my mom actually watching me do this right now? Like, I'm just saying, sometimes when, sometimes when you break enclaves or, or the cobbles apart, you know, and you kill a figurehead, for better or for worse, mm -hmm. right? Let's say there's a racist-dominant aggregate to a family dynamic, and that is removed. Maybe not everyone else. Maybe there is some People compassion. Not, yeah. 
uh, bulldoze gaslit motherfuckers underneath there that are inner hippies. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, but yeah. I just I just always want to keep my hand out for that. Yeah, I I'd think rather, people can change, but I'd rather, it's yeah. hard. It's, it's extremely difficult. I'd rather go, like yeah, I'd rather, right, I'd rather go down drowning with my hand out as opposed to, like, yeah, it's all sunk and your dad was this, therefore, and, you know, it, it, if possible, individual by individual, whenever, and that's impact, and maybe that's hopeful and naive, and I, I totally understand, like, there's, there's inflection points and there's traction, and it's just like, oh, how did the Nazis do this? How did Hitler do this? Well, it wasn't just Hitler, right? It started yeah. real slow. Yeah. It did not start with, no. you know, the gas chambers. It started out by dehumanizing yep. people who don't look like you. It started out by calling them names. It started yep. out by say, calling them others and tear yep. gassing them at the border. And making you afraid of them, that they're right. going to do fear things. Fear is such a Fear huge... is the biggest motivator in life. So I'm turning my fear into anger, and I'm hopefully to use my, yeah, anger is an energy, yeah. right? So we kind of cut you off. Oh, you, well, you didn't cut me off. You guys just <laughs> totally... We just bulldozed Cut it on trigger point. <laughs> so yeah, we should, go back to, we should go back to that, because that was, that was an interesting time in our history. <laughs> well, that was my history, guys. I'm, how old is he? I'm 48, so he's got to be like, what, 50, 51, 52? I don't 52. even I care. That part out of my um, <laughs> I watched, like, the whole thing, and... Because I happened to be driving a lot for um, a production that day, so I was driving all over L.A., so I had the privilege of listening to all the, the whole thing on NPR. Whoa. Yeah, what it was shut, a lot. What shut you down, Chelsea? Nothing. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. yeah Chelsea. Um, and I know this to be true for a lot of women. Um, it's the same for, it's just an overwhelming tide of news. It's like, you can't go on Facebook, you can't turn on the TV, you can't go on Instagram. You can, everything that you see is, Kavanaugh said this, she, uh, uh, Blasey Ford said this, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. It's the same thing when people um, who are depressed or triggered by things that have that were suicide, when, when, um, when a celebrity kills themselves and then it's on the news and it's on the radio and his songs are playing and all your friends are posting on Facebook. Why, like, I'm here if you need me. Like, you know, why would someone do this and rest in peace? And it's just so completely overwhelming that it's the opposite of helpful when a celebrity dies and you post on Facebook like, oh, but if, you have, if you're struggling, hit me up. Over and over and over and over and over. So... Was that better than them not posting anything? Like, would you rather No, see I would rather them not post anything. Mm. I would, if you actually care about people who have depression and you actually care about keeping people alive, send your friend a text on a day where a celebrity didn't die. Send your friend a text at all. Call them. Right. But I, it, it's hard to say that and also tell people that it's no one's responsibility to, to save someone who's depressed. Yeah. You can be helpful uh, on, you know, a, a certain day. But you, you know, you're never gonna save someone. So when it came to the, the specifically the Kavanaugh stuff as a victim of sexual assault and rape, like seeing him speak and watching him get upset and watching him cry and watching, uh, you know, some friends side with him and some friends side with her. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't tell you about my experience because now I know you would have reacted poorly. Now I know you would have blamed me for this and that. Like, or, they, or they wouldn't have, or they would have done a complete 180 and you would have felt like it was very inauthentic, the yeah. way they responded to yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I so totally relate to what you said. Reliving that was yeah. rough. I a have lot a hard of women time. 
I have a hard time, and I guess the challenge, like the response is, well, when is the appropriate time to talk about uncomfortable things, right? Always. <laughs> I'm always getting. Says the redhead. <laughs> you know, for me, Life it, is uncomfortable. I don't know when someone's virtue signaling, or oh, Robin Williams, or hey, Heath Ledger, Prince, you know, and you know, and then yeah, being you know a victim of, of sexual abuse and trauma and stuff like that. I definitely can. I don't like the word triggered, but it's activating for sure. And part of me was like, well, what would have been the best response? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's hard in that flurry of virtue signaling. And, and honestly, I have a big problem with, you know, extreme left virtual signaling. What do you mean by virtual signaling? Everyone's on the bandwagon. I feel for you. If you're um, suicidal, reach out. It's like fucking... Thoughts and prayers. It's, oh, God. It's, 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 it's token gestures yep. of an Instagram moment. And Token that's gestures. all it is. It's not a sincere thought through. Where's the follow up? Yeah. Where are it's we? Like two months from now, we're going to talk about Mississippi people just to demonstrate our sincerity on what's going to happen in Mississippi. What if, if anything? Oh, Lord right? knows she'll be in the news twenty times a week, just like Trump. Maybe or <laughs> or back to your point. Yeah. It's this this high peak moment where you're completely saturated with he's crying, he's this and that. I as a I was just hoping he would say. Whether I did it or not, I don't know. I was a blackout fucking drunk. Accountability head zero. Yes! And I'm super, super, I can't imagine doing that. But if I did that, I can't imagine now being a father. But, and, yeah. but there was no... That's all we wanted. There was no there was story no arc. There was no remorse. There was no story arc. Like, I'm open to change. What? Why can't we... Oh, back to your point of like, hey, I'm intelligent enough to like figure out... You know, when 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 I'm an ally is near me or not. Same thing, like, is this guy gonna be an ally or not? Nope, he fucking folded his hand, shut it down, backed out, just like, uh, oh, jeez, I forgot her name. Ugh, hi. <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of Westerns growing up, and that's just, you know. I'm gonna watch some more Westerns and be like, do I feel like a racist now? No. Did you take an Indian recently? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's back to empathy. Where is the empathy? Mm -hmm. Like, I probably have done so much fucked up shit, but I've never done anything that was non-consensual. You know, thank God. But I could totally understand growing up in that climate, no offense, it wasn't a swipe right Tinder world. Like, I had to walk up and, you know, sometimes I needed a little social lubrication to ask someone out or smoke a joint or whatever. And I'm sure I made a horse's ass out of myself. I think I, I did think get beat up once for grabbing a girl's ass. Oh yeah, you should tell the story. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Full palm, five finger. What happened? <laughs> why did five finger grab? I thought you said everything you did was consensual. Well, well that he learned his lesson clearly. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. This was a non-consensual ass grab. I was 20 years old in Boston. Uh, it is assault. I was I was completely drunk. I woke up in a pool of my own blood in a snowbank. Apparently they threw me out of the bar and used my head to open the door. Oh. So, hey, learning curve, you know? How I didn't you? even know I did it, I was 20. I shouldn't even have been in the bar, I shouldn't even have been drinking. I was drunk and I, I was work. I had one day off week and that was probably the last, probably the second last time, I think I drank one more time. But I didn't even know I did it. Someone was like, dude, you grabbed that girl's ass. I'm like, I did? They're like, yeah, you did. And it's so funny because like, Two weeks later, she came and I worked in a pizzeria. I was there every day. Everyone fucking knew me in this little part of Boston. Whoops. Like, 
there was no way to not know who I was. Back to accountability. Yeah. So it was like, it was a self-correcting measure. You got drunk, you fucked up, you grabbed my girl's ass, <laughs> you woke up five hours later, covered in blood, eight or nine stitches in your mouth, Ooh. and that's what you did, dude. Hence, no ass grabbing since. <laughs> so, inappropriately. But, <laughs> but, but back to the learning curve. Yeah. There was there was accountability mm -hmm. that I learned, right? This a lot guy, of men won't do that. Well, this well, guy like, was it's insulated. That it's that bitch's fault. Wow. It's that bitch's fault. Look at what she was wearing. It was, it's not that big of a deal. Why are you why are you taking it that bad? Mm -hmm. I just, it just it's not that bit it's not you know, that's what men do. Oh, no, why are you reacting like this? The next guy to grab my ass, I will grab his nuts hard. I'm just calling the cops. You could do that. I think it's like, it feels way better if I like punch him in the nuts. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize what I was doing. It was your pants, though. They were, they were asking for it. It's a tough call. I mean, I dated this French girl, and this was actually a year later, and a guy grabbed her ass, mm -hmm. and she diffused him with humor. Mm -hmm. She just looked at him and smiled, and I was like, really? And she actually like, grabbed his hand, and like, if you're going to grab an ass, this is with her accent, of course. And just, oh, she's like super sexy, like. Yeah, and told what she was. Yeah. And she totally charmed and beguiled him and bedazzled him and realized like his overt, aggressive sexual behavior was not appealing at all. Mm -hmm. And he literally would, like, I remember, he just turned white. Like, he didn't even look at I me. I want to know what she said. I, just I want to say it was in she French. She literally re-grabbed his ass and was like, if you're going to grab a woman, you know, or something like that, this is how you do it. Like, this is, like, like she was doming him right there. Like, this is how you, like, <laughs> grab an ass. Like, if you're going to do it. Be she better did, at it. she did it playfully. And I always, you know, get into, like, ghetto mode, like, all right, where's the confrontation going to be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't even acknowledge me. He literally, you can hear his balls just deflate and he walked away and that's kind of what happened when she came into the pizzeria like two weeks later and I apologized to her yeah. and she's like I don't even remember I was drunk myself Aww. so again no way out I, I must have done it I know yeah. people said I did it was it a, a fair response mm. I mean I don't know in today's world, when you're I, drinking, is I guess if I grab your ass, I'm going to jail. So I guess I'll take uh, I'll take waking up of what happened with some stitches yeah. in my mouth. But go to you jail guys live in a better world. I mean, just you, because you go to jail doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to stay in jail. Like, let's uh, you are. If, if you're, if you're black or Mexican, you're staying there for a while. Are you black or Mexican though? <laughs> no, white boys get away with I way gotta, too much. I gotta do 23 and eight. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta do 23 and And we're all gonna do it. It's gonna be one of the episodes. But I guess. But I guess <laughs> I've already done mine. I, oh. mm -hmm. I guess I didn't live in an insulated world. I'm fortunate I grew up in a world where there was accountability for your actions mm -hmm. and there was a learning With curve. Fists. Hey, I learned. I learned and I, and I felt, and it was a small enough part of town mm -hmm. where I was forced to interact with her and, and I apologized. And she's like, she, you know, she was gracious about it. And I learned a really fucking important lesson. And I probably didn't even know, I still don't know why I did it. I don't remember doing it. So what is that? And I don't want that whatever to come out, yeah. but how do I access that? And yeah. I, I want men to stay men. I want women to stay women or whatever you identify with. But there's a healthy, there's a healthy interplay with that, yeah. right? Violence is such an interesting thing. Like, you know, how they violently taught you a lesson. Oh, you know, and oh. my dad and I are talking about kids in the 50s. And he, my dad was like, the 50s were a dark time. They were just a really dark time. You know, the way people disciplined their kids in the 50s was to beat the shit out of them. Like, 
you know, it was not unheard of for your dad or mom, usually your dad, to put you in the hospital. If, what? If you were, like, acting out, you got punched in the face. Or my mom would be like, yeah, my stepdad would, would make us kneel on tile forever, you know, for the longest time. Or you would get whipped with a belt till your legs bled. And I hear this a lot from, like, my parents' generation. Because the 50s, there wasn't any child protection. It was the parents' rule, and, the, and mm. they rule by fear and by violence. And that was okay. Like, you, you get the belt, you get the right. cane, you get the stick. Right. Go to Catholic school. They're gonna, the nuns are going to whack you. Right. My mom went to Catholic school. And so I think it's really interesting how violence still plays a role in teaching lessons. Just I from mean, your story. That's what I brought away from that. Yeah, people, kids, kids are still being spanked. That's They're still being spanked, and I'm like, right. what? that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? But then I'm thinking, like, I guess it's a little better than the 50s, or, you know, right. still some people. Uh, I was, my dad read this book about this horse trainer guy, and he, he trains, he breaks horses. He calls it um, taming them or something. But just by movement and by talking to them and, and just interacting with the horses. And usually you break a horse by whipping the whipping shit out, the out of them, breaking their spirit. Tying their legs, making yeah. them Yeah, so this, this guy, he grew up in the 50s, is my dad's age. And he was put in the hospital several times by his father. He used to get whipped with chains. And his dad would be like, oh, he fell off a horse. And in the 50s, they just believed you. Today, if you brought your kid wow. in and they were beat the crap out of you, so they fell off a horse, child services would be at your house. Like, where's the horse? What did the horse do? Where's this, you know, like, what is this happening? And, uh... Yeah, our society has just moved into different kinds of violence now. Yeah, and yeah. I, and and that's, I guess, part of you know back to the, what was the activated triggering of that Calvin yeah. is is, or even the earlier threat of how I'm, how am I going to migrate and change my behavior? I grew up in such a different world. Yeah, I didn't have a cell phone until I was twenty two, or twenty three. No clamshell. Like, yeah. people get phones when they're. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. well, on the extreme of it. So very different world, and, and, and so it's, it's very hard for me to relate to certain things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to wobble. I always, that's why, I, for me, I'm like, Mississippi, like, the tide's against you. You're like, you win today, you, you're, you're gone. Cannabis is going to be legal. I mean, get over it. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, I don't know. I mean, that's how my premonition is. That's what my gut tells me. But I'm also following the money, money, you know, it's so many different ideas. I guess would Kavanaugh a fucking apology if that had happened and, and being able to entertain the possibility or that it was the culture at the time and he wants to change that culture, you know. That would have been great. I, I didn't grow up, and, and honestly, it was never cool to call someone a faggot. And I called a lot of people faggot and gay and this and that when I grew up. I thought it was cool. Well, was Julie, do you remember in like junior high, it was so cool to be like, that's so gay. So many times. Yeah. That's so gay. That's yeah. so gay. Yeah. I, still hear, I still hear people say that. And, people and you so like the R word. Well, I keep like the, the T word. Keep it in context. <laughs> I keep it like the R word. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> love, I just love the way Zach Galifianakis, or however you say his last name, says he was a retard. A retard, like I just thought it was cute, um, but we were talking about words that are not cool to say. And but I just want to, I, I just want to leave on one. Th um, mentally, I want to close it for myself so that I don't stay mm -hmm. triggered with Kavanaugh, douche. Um, <laughs> is is he owes an apology? Yeah, he's. We're never gonna get. If one. he's not speaking from himself, he can speak for our generation. We're sorry. We didn't know any better. I was raised by people that didn't know any better. And I will say this. Violence in my time was from the fucking shoulder. Mm -hmm. It was a 
you're gonna get a cold cock like punch in the fucking jaw. Yeah, violence. Was violence a today is a gun. Yeah, big difference, right? So that ass grabber who never evolved got capped. Mm. So I'm glad I didn't grow up in Chicago in I 2010. Mean, Kavanaugh. Fair enough, but he lived in an insulated island. Yeah, where did he? Yeah, where did he? Yeah, where's that city? I'm like, is this a place? Like, yeah, that super private school, elite Ivy bullshit. Yeah. So very different than where I grew up. But I guess my point is, the accountability part is being removed because you have all these keyboard cowboys and macho motherfuckers mm. who aren't going to go up to your face or your ass and grab either with anything, you like, know. Yeah. But the power play, the hidden anonymity, the that's the creepy, insidious part. So I'm all for violence. Like, sometimes violence is necessary. Well, I mean, I guess that's what Antifa believes, so violence well, in, in, uh, in Look, it's not violence, new, right? and here's the thing. People get it diluted and think, oh, it's no. At the turn of the century, where do you think Hoover and the FBI all came from? People were blowing shit up. Mm. Flat out blowing shit up. Mm -hmm. In 1908, 1910. I mean, people okay. were giving the speeches, getting shot, keeping the bullet, Theodore Roosevelt kept going. It was a different, you know, this was in our lifetime. So then, uh, interesting segue, mm -hmm. the tear gas being thrown at migrants, women mm. and children, everyone Disgusting. involved. That's violence solving a problem. No, it's not it's, solving, it's, it's just violence towards a problem. hopefully waking people to fuck up. I mean, you well, want to go, you want to go on into, into the mic and immigrants? Yeah. Get over it. Segway. Get over it. If you're allowed into this, if you're already here. They're not already here. Okay. If you're coming here. We have, we have the means, we have, it's all about allocation of resources. I mean, I'm not even into countries anymore. Like, it's- I love I mean, the anarchist side of you. Well, <laughs> it, it's true. It's we like, don't need countries. we only have so much carbon, we only have so much fresh air, fresh water. What, what plant, what would you think mother nature gives a fuck? Dude, the grand solar water? minimum is coming, we're all screwed, okay, so. We need to evolve. What a, now? <laughs> say it again. The grand solar minimum. It's a very separate topic. <laughs> We're all screwed. We're going to an ice age. Okay. But in the inter <laughs> but like so as the ice melts, again, it's all about allocation of yeah. resources. So I would I would just say this to, to find a centric point of view. If you're already here, legally or not, you're here. Yeah. You get to fucking stay here. Okay, whatever they call dreamers, this and that. Instant you're here. Your kids are here. Whoever in your family is here, uh, define whatever your nucleus family. Don't come up with every 50th cousin. Nucleus but then we come up with a reasonable application plot process, just like every other country does. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't become a, a Swiss citizen right now. No, it's, it's like, very difficult. Right. So there has to be some thing. But again, you're talking to someone, you're getting a tail end of my, my immigrant story. I feel we have so many things, that, and I'm not an isolationist, but we have so many things that we can fix, and we need people to help fix it. And whoever's willing to fix it and demonstrates that they're going to do it. We all came over here, meaning whites, as serfs, seven-year indentured servants. Mm -hmm. We were the white slaves. And it could have been worse, but people had a pathway. Mm -hmm. And I'm not... Yeah, it is a strong word. I mean, and I'm not saying that that's, that's not even what I'm suggesting. My point is, hey, you want to come into our country? Who are you? What are you about? Are you, are you viable? What See, are you going to do? Here's a program for you to come in and become a viable part of our society. Okay, so here's why I have a problem with that. Juliet, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were, but now I just have to leave in. Um, when it comes to the people in this mm -hmm. migrant caravan, they are, they're seeking refuge. They're seeking asylum. They're mm -hmm. literally 
like fleeing violence and persecution yeah. in their countries that we caused. We went into those <laughs> countries in the yeah. you know years ago, yeah. and we basically started the drug war that's probably killing most people down there. Exactly. Right. So, so these people, we don't. It's not about sure that can be an, an overall solution, which we definitely need to work on. We've got to fix the way that we bring we allow people we? into this country. Is there a problem with immigration? Well, in this we're just country? not currently. We're not allowing anyone in. No, but I mean like before, like. Is it, is it a problem when like people are saying, like, we can't allow everyone in? Also that. Is is this actually a problem? Fuck no, it's not. We just, <laughs> we just made this huge tax cut to yeah. billionaires, and still the Republicans are saying, well, we don't have enough money for funds. We don't have... That's such an incredible myth. We have so much money. We're yeah. one of the richest, if not the richest nation on the freaking planet. We have the money. We right. just need to stop giving it away so to that's, billionaires. That's why I tried to frame my statement with you're catching me on the tail end of my yeah, immigrant story. Yeah, yeah. We'll start Back the to baby. Okay, here's the beginning. Anarchist thing. Stop causing fucking problems elsewhere so you don't have to leave your country. <laughs> Every country on the planet is uh, amazing. I should be able to go and walk down the streets of Syria right now. Mm -hmm. That's the world we should fucking live in. Iran, Afghanistan, you name it. Why are these shitholes? Fix it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a citizen of planet Earth. Again, no country. I am an anarchist. You got the anarchist out of me. I but, like the anarchist. Like, USA, what's the point of USA if China's polluted the shit out of everything? Yeah. We're fucked. Solar flare, whatever. I mean, I'm not worried about a bunch of refugees coming into our country right now. Let them the fuck in. And let's clean up. It's wake it up. simple, right? So, yeah. so, so we I, I, think, we can't function I think we're all on the same page with it. It's yeah. just... We're all humans. It took me a long time to arrive yeah. at that. And, and the reason why it took such a long time to arrive to that because it was all under the table, passed on stuff, mm. even back to the marijuana story, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Mexicans or uh, black people, you know, uh, the jazz, they, they demonized people for smoking pot or... Terrify people. And now they're just now they're celebrating it. And they're going to legalize it, and then what are they right. going to do with all the people they threw in jail right. whose lives they ruined? Yeah, now they, they can't work. They can't around. be gainfully employed. Exactly. Now they're now they're flipping the switch, and then who's that politician uh, who was who was all? Uh, I have to get his name right. John somebody. Anyway, he's basically now like heading some kind of marijuana uh, mm. investment group, and I was like, how many people did you put in jail? How many lives have you ruined? Families you've just destroyed because someone had a joint or some seeds or something, and now you're ahead of a cannabis investment group? Right. Well, the whole war on drugs was started <laughs> because of right. racism. Like, let's just go Big there. Yeah. You, when we have white people who have issues with drugs, it's an epidemic. It's an opioid crisis. Right. crisis. When you have people of color, no oh, shot. it's a war on drugs. This is unacceptable. They're ruining our... They're bringing them here. It's so blatant. Yeah. It's so obvious. It's very divide and conquer. It's still, going, it's still going on. Which is the same thing, the rhetoric that bothers me with what's happening with the migrant caravan. Yeah. The, the, you know, calling them animals and, you know, it, they're, they're being so othered right now that I am literally afraid for our humanity. Like, how can someone look at those women and children and uh, men, I don't care. How can you look at those people who are literally walked thousands of miles. They're not walking thousands of miles to rape your daughter. They're not mm -hmm. walking thousands of miles to steal your job. They're walking thousands of miles because they're afraid to flee for their lives. Mm -hmm. And they're not stopping in Mexico and they're not stopping in because they've been promised that life is better here, right? And it should be, and it can be, and we have the money to do that. 
So you guys know that tear gas is not, you're not allowed to use that in warfare. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah, it's chemical warfare. Every, almost every country, yeah. including the United States, has said, cannot use tear gas. Yet we're lobbing it at activists, women and children, and people fleeing from persecution. So why have we othered these humans? We are all human, and somehow we've created these borders, and we're literally, and I knew this was gonna happen. I knew that if they got to the border, this is exactly what we were gonna do because we sent the military. We didn't send doctors and lawyers and what they're doing is legal. We're not what helping them figure out paperwork. <laughs> it's legal. They're coming here to seek asylum. You cannot seek asylum. You cannot apply for it until you are physically here. But we will they're not, not physically them. let them in. What is wrong with us? This is literally like 1940s Germany. I'm so confused. It's not it's not necessarily we at this point. It's, it's an agenda being fulfilled. How do we change it though? I feel so powerless. Yeah, elaborate that. Sure, sure, what, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just Trump's agenda of, you know, building a wall whenever he can't get that done. So he's going to build a human wall with the military so that these women and children and scattered in men who are with their families are not going to be able to get in. Yeah, I definitely get the Germany thing. It has a pretty big big vibe of that, which is unfortunate for everyone in this country. Do you feel like there is a guys, gals, guys, gals? Um, y'all. Gen- gender fluid. Fine. You got this. Y'all. Y'all. I don't Let's want to go. say y'all right now. Um, Fix into. Do you think there is an agenda? Like a, is that an a agenda? Like, what is the point of all this? <laughs> I Even wish they would. I the wish military's the down there going, what the fuck are we doing here at the border? Exactly. They're like, just doing their jobs, and I'm like, right. the, the military is just like, we were told to protect the border, and we're the military, and these are the tactics that like, we use, and. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is a, uh, a violent lesson teaching to Mexico to not come over. We're not going to so help you. An example is examples being made, an example being set in the worst way ever wow. that it can possibly. Be. That's that's what I'm feeling from all of this, and I'm like, you're not you're teaching me a lesson in the fact that we we suck, like we're terrible. So it's so we're easy a to go. Of immigrants. We that's are. what the thing is. Yeah, yes, we, we are. <laughs> well, you know, we were we came over here and you saw what we did to the natives, so. Yeah. <laughs> also that, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, wow. everyone. Uh, National wow. Day of Mourning. Wow. Yeah, I'm not the very popular Thanksgiving because I always bring that up. <laughs> I part, do too. I'm part Native American. I'm always like, I would just like to thank the Native Americans who made this possible. We are we the most? <laughs> your parents get like, do, does your family get super annoyed with you? And you're like, my parents take a are second on to board. remember. My dad, my dad and, and mom are very much like they're they're hippie out a little bit in that regard. Where they're like, yes, we should absolutely like remember exactly how this came to be. They're very into it. Um, you know, my other family maybe is not as much so because it's. It's a day of celebration. It's tradition. Like they, oh. you know, it, it's different for them. It's it's their idea, and I think a lot of people do block out um, unniceties from their from their ideals of what it should be because that was so long ago. I'm like, wasn't that long ago actually? People, you know, and, and thinking about the Native Americans as one of the more oppressed. Yeah, let's talk about people in the world. Let's talk about uh, again, <laughs> sure, that was a long time ago. But they but are still, still reeling doing it. See, Coming from in Northern Arizona, like I remember, just even the schools—they weren't necessarily segregated, but like there was definitely schools that were close to the reservation that like, people didn't want to go to because of that, and they didn't make it through school because they had to go back to the the reservation, and, like do work and stuff. And it's they're almost even the like lowest on the totem pole, oh, you could say. <laughs> so, so people still very much. I see. I was adopted, so I don't know yeah. what I am. 
Like, we really do need to do your My 23. Yeah, I want to do it now, too. Like, <laughs> I have to do it. But Can we buy one, like, right the, the now? People really <laughs> so strongly, maybe I, this is something I'm personally missing, but I don't, I don't understand why people, it's so important to identify or have an identity. Because they're in oppressed groups of people. No, that part I get. No, you're right? saying, like, why, like, why do we as white people really right, like, have I, to be like, I'm Irish. I'm Scottish. Oh, are you, I like, don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's what he's asking. Get, yeah, I don't get the do tribalism. Do, do white people do that? I think they do. I, I, I know oh, a lot of white yeah. people who are We're like, so well, I'm French and Irish and, and Australian, so X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you have been here for like eight generations. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's a thing. It's a thing. I don't have a whole lot, because like, yeah, like, have, like, they'll make Polish food for Thanksgiving or something. Like, you know, Polish pride, whatever, but... Do you feel, do you feel prideful? I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, because my dad is uh, Italian, and he likes to, like, really ramp up that Italian. Like, he knows, people like, three like phrases. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. White Your great-grandfather was Italian, and, and so that's why we love meatballs. So, <laughs> so it's multi-generational, multi right? People like to attach to that. Uh, my, my family's never been like that, and that's, I think, just because of the way my parents conduct themselves, but it's always been like, you're a resident of the earth, and you are who you are, and right. where you come from, and what you're made of doesn't make you you make you, um, your ideas and your, and your knowledge and whatnot. Um, I forgot what I was going with this, but anyway, I think people do identify in a certain way. Well, I asked like you what, if, like, if there was a big agenda and it's so easy to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole, you know, but when you, when people share a story, I mean, I was adopted by a wonderful family, obviously mm -hmm. not perfect, but, um, my, my parents, you know, were Jewish and, uh, culturally Jewish, not necessarily spiritually Jewish. My grandfather was, but they grew up hardcore, like, and like, I don't know how to explain it, like marching and going to Mississippi and Alabama and mm -hmm. Jews and blacks were united. And now my dad's like 85 and he's like, blacks hate Jews. And he's, he's like, I don't get it. Yeah, divided and conquered. And he was explaining it to me that there was this incident with the teachers union in New York City and it just became this whole thing. I mean, who do you, not to say, and this is going to sound massively whatever, but I'm, I'm going there. Get it. But it was like, who are all the lawyers for the N NAACP? Jews. Who were, mm. who, were, who, were, who, were, who were, who were in the cars, in the buses? A lot of white Jews. Just saying. So my dad's sitting in his late 80s now, kind of like, really disappointed that this divide happened. There was this huge divide. How did that happen? And it's back to back to my agenda question. How how come anytime minorities get solidarity with each other, they get broken apart? And I'm just citing that example and maybe a terrible example. I don't think it's it was a terrible one, example. My, my at all. mom and dad marched on Washington, marched with Martin Luther King, and now my dad in his eighties thinks black people hate Jews. And there's so much anti-Semitism in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And again, maybe it's not genuine, maybe it's the news and propaganda machine, but that's why I'm saying, what's the fucking agenda other than divide and conquer? Back to your point, dehumanize, actually gassing human beings, breaking Geneva, like war rules, <laughs> war rules on families that are yeah. marching here. Like that, so just to go full circle with things, yeah. it's like, that's where some aggression is necessary. And it's not that I'm gonna blow stuff up or whatever, but at what point, how do we migrate? Because now it's just clicks. People are clicking, clicking, clicking. You know, we're solving the problem with a click. We're, we, we want everything just 
click clickbait or whatever. It's it's not a, people are afraid to talk and, and or it's impossible to keep up because they're you're inundated with so much information, you can't follow everything. Right. There's a lot to um, unpack there. Yeah, a lot. And I was like, I um, do not know where to start. I know exactly where to start. You're, you said yeah. your dad is Jewish. Yeah. And he also says that blacks hate Jewish people. No, he did not say that. He said he's sad at how a very strong solidarity. And, and, but he feels and that black people and Jewish people are divided right now. Compared to how it used to be when they were protesting in the 50s. Big time. Yes. So what I've noticed a lot with white men uh, is, I'm assuming... Like 98% of Jewish people are white, so I'm assuming that your uh, adopted dad is white. <laughs> I, I, I think technically... I can't Google it. Yeah, no, I, I think... No, I know. 98% of Jewish people... Is he white? Does he look white? Oh, yeah. Okay, so a lot of white men, especially older white men, feel like they're being attacked a little bit, like some of their culture is being taken away. Do you feel like maybe he feels like that at all? I feel like his... Well, culture, no. I mean, it's funny. He was the only white guy on the track team at CCMY. It's hysterical. <laughs> i got to show you the photo. we got to show the photo. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, God bless him. He was a high hurdler. But I think what he, what he's noticing, and my nephew did the SMS, you know, huge vote on SMS in Santa Monica here in California, and, you know, very active, like super active. You would love my, my nephew. Anyway, my point, my point is I feel like what you doing on Thursday? It's, not his, it's, not, it's not his people, it's he doesn't feel that same sense and spirit of camaraderie. Well, he's not in high school anymore. Of course there's not a similar I guess he just reads in the news, he just reads in news a lot, you mm -hmm. know, that there's certain spoken. But he doesn't personally feel like he's not as camaraderie with the African American community. Yeah. Yeah, he just feels like a general sense of that maybe is... Well, there's a lot of anti-Semitism going on, so maybe I, sure, I should I ask him. I don't think black people I don't think it's black people either. Jewish people. I just, I don't know. There's I'll, a lot I'll, of anti-Semitism, mostly that I've noticed from white people. Right, but I guess in his day, it was a more of a shared minority experience. Mm. You know? Well, that could be the same thing. You were getting beat up for being called, he was called a kike, and a Jew, don't forget. The Holocaust, his whole family was destroyed. <laughs> Never forget right. the Holocaust. Well, right. And, and, have, you, have you heard well, that? Right. <laughs> what is it? Right, but see, that's the part. The it next gets, generation it gets might forget. It gets conflated in the news, and it's always about if it's a Jew thing, but it's not. It's a minority thing. It's really interesting that you point that out, because um, there was uh, Smith, Jaden Smith, Jaden mm -hmm. Smith, this, uh, this went viral. She was talking about the, ex the exact same thing. Uh, and I've noticed this to be true as well. She was talking about how she has a prejudice against white blonde women because... Ah, I saw that. Did you post that? Already? I did post that. Okay, I was like, I just... You know, she's so used to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, white blonde women. Like, she was saying, we share this same oppression. Mm -hmm. we, we, should, we should become... We should be friends. We should be fighting in this together. But so many times white blonde women have like fucked her over that every time she has a new white blonde friend come into her life or mm -hmm. you know a white blonde cashier she's just automatically ready to be like okay this here we go this bitch like is probably gonna ruin me mm -hmm. this bitch is gonna say something well, i mean she and i have some things in common you know blonde bitches are just ruining people's <laughs> lives everywhere let's be honest they're ruining <laughs> to our national security <laughs> wrong. they're the, actually the ones that are throwing the uh, bombs at the migrants um, <laughs> oh it's fact fact real news here oh um, 
Yeah, that was a very, very, very interesting article. I remember reading that and thinking, you know, she's so right. It sucks that that is her experience, and how do I how do I change this yeah. about about how she's looking at this? And well, she's not wrong. Fifty three percent of white women voted for Trump. Fifty eight percent voted for Cindy. Like we 58%, are, we're super racist. <laughs> we are white women are. Shit. We're so why, much, why? Why are we? Why are we? How did you and racist? I come from Arizona and figure it out? And how the rest of Arizona women? I don't know. I mean, I came women. from Sedona, so there's vortexes there, so there's probably something <laughs> into that. Uh, and you're just empathic, and so you caught on. Um, no, I, I really, I, I was thinking about myself. I'm like, how, why are we this way? Is it because we're taught to be afraid, and fear comes from things yeah. we don't know? Yeah, and so, if we're taught to be afraid and taught to be quiet and be good. Things that we don't know scare us, and things like having a different skin color is scary. And we're also pitted against each other 100%. Yeah. Every single day, women are pitted against each other. Yep. You walk into a room, and you feel it. You're like, I'm not dressed up for my boyfriend. I'm not dressed up to get a date. You get a date in a potato sack. We're like, dressed up for I'm women. I'm dressed up so these bitches don't keep yes. like, judging me, and that they'll let me sit at their table yes. and be my friend, because all I want is friendship and inclusion. But I'm a woman, so like I can't really be good friends with anybody. Like I Obviously, I love everybody, but... This is the, this is what this so bullshit thing. So note to self: Women do actually dress up for other women. They they yeah. do not dress not for you. No. no, I dress for myself. Or myself, yeah. I'm like, yes. damn, mm-hmm, I look good. Or you yeah. feel good. Like you dress in a way yes. that makes you feel confident because you are going to have to deal with men hitting on you, no matter what the hat you're wearing, and women judging you and not talking to you or trying to pull rank on you or be other be prettier than you because of this this. I don't even know what it is. Because we're all fighting for power. We are all fighting for power. We're told that we have to fight against each other. So I'm wondering if it's that's the same thing that your dad is experiencing. Is your dad fighting? It's like a battle for power. Yeah. I just feel part of him is 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 truly, you know, an old war horse who genuinely is still in passion and was probably invigorated again by my nephew's, you know, activism. Yeah. And and just felt like where did you know, where did it all go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are, we're hitting on Wow, an hour this went fast. <laughs> Do we want to tell Juliet the uh, new oh, show? Oh, man. The dick pic show? The dick pic show. I'm into Ooh. it. And then we'll, we'll wrap up. I roll with the punches. That's how I go. People throw me things, I catch them, I throw them right back. Okay. So, uh. Down to play ball. Oh boy. So this is a new iteration of Mod Rats. Did we find <laughs> dick pics of the old producer? Oh, girl. Wait. Just wait <gasps> for it. You're controlling me. So, uh, so this is a new iteration of round two. This is our second go yes. at Mod Rats. The first one was terrible. We had to... Just kidding. Yeah. No, <laughs> no well, it was good. It was a good podcast. I, I, look, I learned a lot about podcasting. Uh, you guys will meet Ron. He's an amazing mm-hmm. guy. What was um, the first show about? I don't know. We, mm. we just... Boy you know, Probably. Or dick, dick pics. <laughs> well... Real dicks. Let, let's just say... Casual dicks. <laughs> In pics. Uh, Alliteration. And I thought okay. I had a porn problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this computer is pretty powerful. It's a nice computer. Bought it specifically for the... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to set this up. I'm trying to set this up. Look at how red your face is getting right now. Yeah, because it was... It's a sign. It's a sign. It was fucking bad, man. It was really uncool. And... Um, um, all right, we're going to dive into it. So, you can, yeah, this so, Well, yeah. second iteration of the podcast. So that computer was used for other things. <laughs> uh-huh, 
Mm-hmm. I can't do this. <laughs> That's okay, I can. So, so we had a podcast before, and we had a, a different uh-huh. producer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, take it away. And uh, that producer decided he did not want to help you guys figure out how to, like, you know, set all this stuff back up mm-hmm. and get this podcast back going. Mm-hmm. So Juliet found me, and I, hi, everyone. I'm the new producer. <laughs> and um, you met her? <laughs> Mr. Tom over here has no clue how to work technology. Like, he, he doesn't Unless know. Unless it's porn. <laughs> That's for another day. Another another episode. another podcast. We'll talk all about your porn obsession. Um, actual porn. But this obsession. is why it's so triggering. Oh God! Oh no! Now I feel bad. No, go, 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 go. We'll be here all night. So, so we're starting this pod. We get Juliet. Juliet's going through this Ferrari system. Shout out me. Shout out me. Shall it? I gotta go. What's wrong with you? Are you sick? I'm triggered. Uh, I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. It's a little embarrassing. So. I'm ready. Okay. Guys, I'm like on the tip of my seat. So you had left. <laughs> Goodbye. Right? Like, you came over, we... Oh, right? okay, this is when you were saying, okay, we had to set up yeah, this equipment. We spent hours and hours doing this. Right. Magic doesn't happen, okay? Right. <laughs> magic. And obviously we both loved Charles right away. Yeah, we except for his confidence. Shut up! Wait for it! Wait for it! You're ruining the story! And, uh, so... So then I went home, and I was like, screw these yeah, guys. No, you're like, alright, good, good, yeah, 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 yep, 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 and out. So right. I'm going through the computer trying yeah. to clean it because there's no space left, and these and videos... And there's space. Yeah. Yes. There were huge dicks taking up the space. So he's like, go through my computer, just clean it, I don't need anything, we'll save the other videos later. So I go through, and I'm searching for just, uh... Dot .mov files because they take up the most most space than just yeah. video files. It deleted most of those. Then we go through pictures because those take up a lot of space also. Mm-hmm. And immediately, all of these pictures pop up with like just gigantic. I, I don't want to boost his ego, but there's like pics of his dick, and some of them had his face. And I was like, do you want to blackmail him? So this producer who refused to come and like do it himself. Or any kind of a handoff. Yeah. Like, here's how I set up. Any kind I of mean, handoff? This podcast. Let me clean out your computer before I disappear. Right. No. Nope. Right. And whatever. I mean, no bad blood or whatever. We're not. Wait, so this is his penis we have on the computer. It's not there anymore. We deleted yeah, no, it. I was like, get rid of it. But it was like hundreds of pictures. Hundreds? Of like, well, like how many angles? I didn't. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, apparently. If so I, many angles. He was equipped enough. He was proud of it. Oh my god. But I, but so it turned out that what account was connected? His phone. He had right? he had connected his iCloud account. This was his excuse anyway. He had connected you his iCloud account. Oh, oh I, he I immediately was, texted him. Right now, I was you like, were pissed probably. Well, he was. Yeah. I mean, again, no bad blood. Poor Charlie, you're here. Like, who are these it, people? It was <laughs> like. This computer is only used for podcasting. Yeah, I would never put my vagina so pics on there. It was like, like, <laughs> like what the f- Seriously. Nitpicks, totally, but like not vagina pics. <laughs> so you called him and you were like, Well, I texted him. Well, it was just a whole flurry of things. It was like no cooperation with the handoff, mm-hmm. no professional courtesy. You, you saw the email yeah. like, oh, you figure it out on YouTube and whatever. Meanwhile, it's like the whole computer is clogged up with his fucking dick pics. I think we should have uh, emailed them to him every hour on the oh hour. Oh my god. 
We should have brought this computer. I could have had Dan set it up. <laughs> just blurred out his dick with like a smiley cat face or something. Oh, I was just gonna tweet at them. You'll never believe what we're talking about tonight at nine. Uh, <laughs> tag him in it. Uh, but yeah, it turns out he had connected his iCloud account. So anytime he was taking a phone or a picture and like it was saving it to his iCloud account, it wasn't like he was plugging his phone in and like saving it here. It was just connecting to what his phone. an idiot. A little bit. Modern technology will <laughs> screw ruin you. you. It will ruin you. It will ruin you and screw you. I mean, I'm sure we're just waiting for it. I don't know what I've done, but it's out there waiting for me. <laughs> oh God. That's and terrifying. look, um, that's why I'm I'm not judging. It was just it was just. It's a hilarious it was, story. It was just one consecutive thing after the other, and I still don't dislike the guy. I'm not gonna disparage mm -hmm. him. But it was just like that was the icing on the fucking cake, and I'm yeah. sitting here. I hardly know Charles, you know, and 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 she's going through I'm this. I'm like, time. don't worry, we're cool. We're so hard. <laughs> I felt so bad for him actually because it was like a little bit. Can you like, imagine if that would happen? Yeah, I wonder. Well, the thing is, how many other computers has he accidentally what he was, connected his iCloud? That's exactly what he was. He was. Uh, Tom was like. Uh, is this going to be on my daughter's iPad? Yeah. Like, or is it also just anywhere how this it guy works? You should, you should see yeah. it's anywhere else. Uh, so the lesson here is um, be professional. <laughs> well, know, know how to use lighting, your... lighting, at least. No. <laughs> There's so many lights in this room, I'm sure. <laughs> Were they here? He's got, he's got like this little <laughs> carpet that's over the... His little penis is like, hello, tonight is five. <laughs> I just got paranoid, like, like I got paranoid. Yeah, you should, that's kind of crazy. Because like, it doesn't yeah. spreads, like, it's very quick. Yeah. So, yeah, or how do we know they're on the iPad? Can we check? The, the he would have to have gotten on and logged in. Oh, okay, okay, good. Now, now I was worried right. for a second. But it was obviously awkward, because, again, you know. That's a great story, guys. I'm so glad this happened to you guys and, and we not me, keeping, but also really funny. We were keeping it from you. We were like, well, all right, we'll wait to tell her when she gets home. Oh, that's so great. Like, I love it. But see, this is the, again, this is the thing. Like, what's our threshold for tolerance? What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Obviously, this was misguided. It wasn't yeah. intentional. Uh, learn that there's a cloud, right? I mean, I certainly have done my share of stuff, but it's just like... I don't know what's what what's what's an appropriate response. What did he do? What, what did he say? Did you talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. I think your response was the appropriate response. It's like, hey, you you made our new producer uncomfortable. Like, yeah. shame on you. And he responded. And he was like, I don't know how that happened. I'm yeah, mortified. I'm mortified. sorry. What you know what do you do? What do you do? That is crazy. But it's it, that's I very guess it's, it's, it's the pervasiveness of this in our culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good know? point. And it's 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 like something you have to navigate. Like you yeah. were saying, I'm gonna get dressed up and get hit on, whether I'm in a potato sack or not. Mm -hmm. And you're going, wow. Back to, we are so much better than that. And that's part of why that's we're true. doing this. I guess we are better than this. Yeah, <laughs> we are. I mean, we should be. Yeah. We're trying to be. history books at you. Yeah. We're trying wow. to be. And on that <laughs> note. Round one. Yeah. Round one. Ding, episode ding, ding, one. Ding. So hopefully you guys were entertained, slightly amused, or we'll take pissed off. Like, <laughs> subscribe, leave some comments. If you have some questions, uh, want to know more about us, um, you know, let us know. We'll Just discuss on Twitter. Insta. Yeah. We'll discuss anything interesting left in comments on the air. Yes. We will do that. So be witty. Be cool. Yep, mod rats out. That's our sign off. That's our sign off. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.